From the studios of Teeing It Up in Swampshire, Jersey, and the and Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Teeing Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week Three of the National Football League season. We record this on Saturday, the twenty third of September, where it's going to be ninety degrees tomorrow, Luke Morrow at MetLife Stadium. Well, I hope you're sitting in the shade then. This could be one of the. This could be the hottest game at uh, Green Bay ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been pretty warm everywhere over these first few weeks. Um, certainly nothing like the frozen tundra uh, this weekend in Green Bay, but uh, it seems like throughout the country, all teams are, are dealing with this, and I imagine it makes it harder to play when it's that hot out. Me too. Um, we don't talk politics on this show. I, I try to steer clear of that, but I, I don't think we touched in either of the first two shows on Colin Kaepernick in this sense. So let's talk about Colin Kaepernick in a football sense. Do you believe that as quarterbacks go through this season and get hurt, um, that we will see Colin Kaepernick make an appearance in a uniform for an NFL team this year? I will say no. Um, you know, the Bradford situation in Minnesota, and it happens any time a quarterback either struggles or gets hurt, but everyone starts calling for him, and that's been the case with some people online for, for the Vikings. But I'll say no. I, I do not believe that we'll see him uh, play in a game this season. And I don't either. Um, a lot of Jet fans have, have brought him up with the way this season has started um, for that football team. But no, I don't believe we'll see him either. Let's start with the Jets. They face Miami tomorrow in a must-lose... I don't even know what to call this. Um, it's going to be interesting tomorrow, being in that stadium. Um, this is my first time seeing a truly atrocious team play in person as a knowledgeable football fan. Um, I, I did see them during the 1-15 year, but I was so young at the time, I didn't understand what was happening, really. Uh, so this is my first time seeing them as a knowledgeable football fan with the way this season has gone. And it really um, it makes it interesting. It really makes it interesting. Um I'm curious. There's going to be a lot of Dolphin fans in that stadium. I think, I think that's why ticket prices have held really well. Um, and I think you're going to see a weird atmosphere where maybe you see some sarcastic cheers if the Jets um, get you know have three and outs and stuff. And I think the Dolphin fans will be there in droves. Let's be honest for a second. Look, the defense has been horrible. Josh McCown and the offense were fine last Sunday against Oakland. It's the defense that's just been atrocious, porous, and giving up huge plays. I don't know if they're not trying hard. I don't know if they're not talented enough or if it's both, but it's really been shocking how poor the play has been. That 1-15 in season, was that with uh, Richie Kotite? Yes, it was. Oh, fun times. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, with the, the Jets, uh, in terms of the Dolphins, I'll say this, to, because we know uh, how things are going to go this year for the Jets. I think the Dolphins may be one of the most underrated teams in the league, and I could see them getting to 11, maybe even 12 wins um, this year, and potentially challenge the Patriots for the crown in that division. So Yeah, but do you think they can do it with all the problems of um, not being able to have a bye week and not being able to, 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 to bring guys back who get hurt? Yeah, it's, that certainly hurts them. Uh, that, that's a huge loss. Now play 16 straight games, no doubt about it. But I just think that the talent is there. I love the addition of Jay Cutler 
And uh, you saw as the game went on, he seemed to get more comfortable last week, but much better in the second half. So, I mean, I think they have all the pieces. Now it's a matter of, heck, can they stay healthy? Can they mentally get through the 16-week stretch and, and be able to, to play as well as, as their ability um, should allow them? And that should continue against the Jets. I mean, this, is a, this should be a popular pick for uh, um, for um, suicide pools because the, the Dolphins no way should, should lose this game even on the road. No, <laughs> they should not, though I'm saving whoever plays the Jets later in the year. Uh, super quick story. I was in third grade during one during the 1-15 season. My teacher was a diehard Jet fan and had a rule, um, which is if the Jets won, you had no homework on Monday. And I got her during the 1-15 season. And then the Jets got too good, and she had to have my dad devise a mathematical formula where if they scored over a certain number of points, they still had homework because too many Mondays were happening where there was no homework. They got too good under Parcells. They just got too good under Parcells. What What, what can I say? Uh, your Vikings, um, is, is this the end of Sam Bradford's career? Because now we end up in this really interesting stretch facing Tampa, a team that a lot of people think... Can, can upset the world and win the NFC South. Um, and the Vikings, no Teddy Bridgewater, and now maybe no Sam Bradford ever again? Yeah, classic Vikings. Uh, it's, uh, under Mike Zimmer now, this is going to be the 52nd game uh, with him as the head coach, and this will be the 17th game in which he doesn't have his starting quarterback. So uh, about 35% of his games in his four years has to use backup quarterbacks. Uh, the Bradford, or rather, uh, Teddy Bridgewater injury was like a one in a million chance, and then now you have this thing with with Bradford going on on another non-contact injury after he had a career game. So uh, hopefully, it's not long term. Anytime you hear that he's visiting the Dr. James Andrews, that's not good news typically. But this is also a contract year for Bradford. He's a free agent at the end of the season, so if he's unable to play the rest of the year, obviously, I'm sure someone would take a chance on him if he's healthy next year. But you know, he's got a hope that he can get back relatively soon because he's looking for a big payday and another job in the offseason. Um, with that said, Keith Keenum fills in. Did not look very good last week. You hope having another week as uh, getting the starter reps in practice, being at home, that will help. Also, uh, besides the Jets, the Buccaneers are the only other team that Keith Keenum has ever lost to. He's 2-0, whatever that means. But he's put up uh, impressive numbers against them. And Keenum, as I said last week, he, though you wouldn't know it, is a bit of a gunslinger. He can throw it downfield. He had three touchdowns of 43 yards or more against the Bucks over the last two years. And even this year, Tampa Bay is still capable of giving up the long pass. So if Keenum can have some time this week, he could probably take advantage, hopefully put some points up on the board to keep up with Winston. Um, we are talking to Luke Morrow here on the Sunday Sprint. Is this Tampa team quickly good enough to beat Atlanta? I, I totally, th- I, I don't think they do. I don't think their offense can hang with them, but maybe we'll see. We, we shall see how this shakes out over the course of the year. I'm already surprised that he can transition to the Falcons game or against the Lions in a matchup of two undefeated teams, but I'm already surprised by the Falcons' start. And I thought, you know, they would be a team that would really struggle from that Super Bowl hangover and that the Buccaneers would have a great shot at uh, winning that division. I still think that that's the case that they can win the division, but now maybe suffer. The Falcons already at 2-0 and heading to uh, Detroit to take on a Lions team that's also undefeated. You know, what's interesting about the Lions um, 
is that this is a team that has been inconsistent and they go on streaks. And I don't know if in a division where the Packers should dominate but don't have a great defense, if the Lions can be week-to-week consistent enough to win it. The Lions are uh, an interesting team. Um, I don't think Matt Stafford has done enough to deserve to be the, the highest-paid uh, quarterback. In the That's league. only temporary, though. Yeah, of course, for the next contract. But with that said, um, just like I spoke about with uh, Aaron Rodgers last week, where you know the Lions, to me, they don't really have a lot of pieces. The defense is not getting better, but there's still a lot of weaknesses there. And yet, you know, last year they make the playoffs. This year, up to a two and zero start, and I think a lot of it, um, the credit belongs to Matt Stafford. So now you take on the Falcons, at least you get them at your place. But I'm still not sold really on either of these teams this year. The Lions, I, I don't think, are that great. And the Falcons, I was expecting struggles, but, but so far so good. I will say one thing with the Falcons, they still have to close out games better. Otherwise, that narrative is going to follow. But last week, you had a chance to put your foot on the throat of the Packers. Instead, you let them back in the game. Until you reverse that, people are going to keep reverting back to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, it'll be 28-3 to until it's no longer 28-3. to uh, Raiders... And Redskins Sunday Night Football, to me, Luke, and, and we've talked about this before, the Washington thing is all about, also, much like Detroit, is about consistency and consistency out of the quarterback play. I watched Oakland play. Their defense was a little eh, but offensively, they're just dynamite. They have so many weapons, and I really think that uh, this is a, a formidable foe. Um, That'll be fascinating because if their defense gets as if, if if their defense can live up to expectations, this is a really stout team. But their offense impressed me last week, even with Amari Cooper having a relative for him quiet day. I mean, Marshawn Lynch was a great acquisition. He, he sure is. I mean, they have all the pieces offensively, and they have what a lot of people don't mention is maybe the best offensive line in the league, and that allows yeah. Marshawn Lynch. To come in in the second half. He just pounded the, the Jets. Pounded over and over again. Uh, yeah, and with the, with the Redskins, uh, I'll say, as you mentioned, just inconsistency. Kirk Cousins has not been very good. He's also in a, a contract type season, so he needs to step it up. Even without Sean McVay, I, I imagine he will in a Jay Gruden offense. Yeah, uh, we shall see. Um, what what they do, um, but to me, once again, if Oakland can get their defense right, this is going to be a team that's going to be really tough to beat come the playoffs. Dallas and Arizona on Monday night, I was really b- b- bullish on Dallas. You and a lot of other people were ant on Dallas, and so far they've not been overly impressive. No, their win against the Giants now looks less impressive. Yes. Which- I thought at the time. They got manhandled by Trevor Simeon. That's kind of embarrassing. Oh, it sure was. I mean, you want to be one of the best teams in the NFC, you got to be able to at least compete in Denver. And now this is a different situation because the Cardinals, I think, are not a very good team at all. Carson Palmer has been playing on borrowed time. I didn't think he was that good last year, especially at the end of the season. Anytime you have to limit the quarterback's throws in the offseason, that's not a good sign. And so far this year, he's looked old. He's having trouble throwing the ball towards the outside, passing numbers to the sideline. He doesn't have the arm strength anymore. And so uh, that will greatly help the Cowboys with that weak secondary. And uh, I think Dallas will be able to um, uh, go in here and win relatively easily because I do not believe the Cardinals are very good at all. And... I, I do feel like this is a week where Dallas is, is, is going to come out there and, um, 
and 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 get a win. But long term, I would be very curious to see if Dallas has to make a trade, because if Philly is any good and they've shown signs of it so far this year, this is a division that even if Dallas could have basically snake walked and gotten better as the year. Um, and, you know, went on and gotten better. I don't know if that'll be good enough now to win the division. I'm very curious to see if Dallas will pull off a trade. I don't think Arizona's any good of, of quality going forward. I think Carson Palmer's over the hill. But Dallas is what really intrigues me. I think they're still a piece or two away. Well, the Cowboys are fortunate that the Giants may very well be 0-3 by the end of the weekend, and that gives them a lot of breathing room in that division. Yes, and that's... But... I... The, what's interesting about the Giants, okay, Eli Manning's been ripped apart in, in local media this week. The Giants have a must-win against Philly. It's a really interesting game. It's going to be my sleeper game as we now move towards the end of our show. Um, and I really think, Luke, that that this is one of those 0-2 must-win scenarios for the Giants. If they show any sign of life, I think that the a, a, a trade for Joe Thomas gets mentioned, and I think we really end up in an interesting scenario where the Giants also become a piece away. And, and it's offensive line. Everything else on that team is, is, is fine. And that's the really thing. Uh, that's what's interesting about the Giants. They're one or two pieces away. Dallas is one or two positional changes away. I agree. And the Giants should have done somebody to address the offensive line in the offseason because this is not a new problem. My sleeper game, Seahawks, Titans. Uh, my... Um, uh, game of the day is not Giants. Uh, sorry, it's not Jets. Dolphins. Uh, it's probably. Hmm. It's probably. Uh, I, I. I. don't know. There's not really a game that sticks out. Houston. New England's interesting because it's great offense against great defense. So that's what I'll say. Uh, Falcons. Lions. Okay. There you go. Your game to watch golf during the final round of the Tour Championship. We're going to award the FedEx Cup tomorrow, Luke. I know they're favored for the first time in, I think it's three years, but the Browns and the Colts. Uh, the Colts are awful. So, uh, but that game will be a snoozer too. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that game. That's also my survivor game. I'm picking Cleveland in a survivor game. That is bold. I'm going to go Green Bay against the Bengals. Uh, this is it for Andy Dalton, I think. As a, I, I, I think Marvin Lewis is gone, and I think people are starting to realize Andy Dalton's also over the hill um your player to watch you just mentioned him Andy Dalton you got rid of your offensive coordinator uh, who else you want to make a change on it's up to you now so for Dalton uh, he's got to play much better is it almost AJ McCarron time I think so uh Eli can Eli step up and actually play like Eli Manning should that's that's, that's the question thank you Luke we'll I see you next week enjoy your Saturday and Sunday everybody <laughs>